Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. This is your host, Alex Cunningham. And um, yeah, I just got killed on a stock trade today. I, I set a trade. It expires tomorrow. Actually, it's an options trade. It's a credit spread. Um, and it's part of my plan. So I'm not te- I'm not really mad at it because plans don't work out all the time. Uh, when they do, uh, it works well, and then when they don't, they suck, but you just move on, right? You stick to the plan if it works most of the time. But this was not one of the times it worked. Uh, I'm down on two uh, credit spreads for the SP500. They're um, put spreads, right? They are bullish put spreads. Yeah, I sold two puts um, thinking the market would not go past 455, and I come home from a lacrosse game, and we are down to like 445. No, yeah, 445 on the futures, right? So the futures are well below what I expected. Um, but on a positive note, the lacrosse game, we won. That was our first win as a girls lacrosse team, and we won in really, really good fashion. So uh, I guess it's something to still be happy about today. Now, to the title of the episode, the uh, investing, my trading plan moving forward. So I wanted to put it on paper just to kind of, one, stick to it, but two, have it to kind of explain to you what my thought process is. So for my for one of my accounts, I'm going to put 10% of every one of my checks, right? So that's two checks a month. That's 20% a month. Um, and the plan with that is to build up one of my accounts with a good amount of cash, right? So I'm just adding to a, a current account. In that account, I'm only going to do credit spreads on the S&P 500, when the opportunity makes itself available, right? Recently, the opportunity was available. It did not work out the way I planned, but the opportunity was there and I took it, right? And that's how I plan on doing it. If it makes sense on a technical level, I'll take the trade. It'll be credit spreads instead of buying calls or puts. I'm also going to pick one stock to actually trade shares of. So I'll either be doing credit spreads in the S&P 500. If that's not available, I'm looking for a stock that is relatively cheap in terms of stock price, has a low float, which means it moves, uh, has large volatile moves up or down. It'll probably be in the technology sector or consumer discretionary sector. And that'll be my option if the S&P 500 spread isn't there. Right, so if I could take an SP 500 spread, it's much safer and the profit is much lower, but the profit is more um, likely to work. With the uh, trading the shares, it's safer than a call or a put. But if I do decide to go that way, it'll be a stock that has that moves, moves fast, and has a high relative strength, which means if the stock market's going up, it goes up faster. If the stock market's going down, it goes down slower. Right, a strong relative strength to the SP 500. So. That's the type of stock that I want to trade. I just have to decide what stock it is I want to use and do credit spreads in SP 500. Now, in another account, I'm going to be depositing just $10 every paycheck. So that's about $20 a month, right? That account will be the only account that I'm going to use from all my accounts to buy calls or puts, right? So those are the only times I'll buy call or puts. I'm not going to use that until I hit $100 in that account, right? I just started that account. So I have my long-term account where I just, you know, you buy and you hold. I'll have this another other account where I'm doing credit spreads to build the account up slowly or trade shares on a stock that has good relative strength, uh, moves quickly with a low float, and has a, a decent stock price. And it has to be a real company. No, I'm not doing any penny stocks. It'll be a company with a good valuation, an actual product, and that does business. 
And then with the third account, just $10 every paycheck, roughly $20 a month. If I make some extra money here or there that's not wage-related, I can throw it into that account. And that account would be responsible for buying calls and buying puts. Any extra money, let's say I hit a call option, I, I spent $100, and it goes you know, it goes up 100%, I'm at $200 now. I can take the extra $100 off the top and put it into my other account that I'm using to do spreads. Why? Because that account will be growing smaller but much safer. So I'm adding to the amount that I can do credit spreads with. So instead of doing two, two contracts, I can do four or five contracts. And that'll uh, increase the, um, the uh, win rate <clears throat> Of my trades because doing those trades are a lot safer and easier than um, doing the other types of options trades. So that is my plan moving forward for the next couple of months anyway, right? One account, 10% of every paycheck will go into that account. And I'll only do credit spreads and trade shares of a good company that I like. The other account will just be $10 every paycheck. Pretty easy to do. And that'll be the only account that I buy calls or buy puts on. Now, I would recommend this for new traders because that 10%, maybe you don't put it into a trading account, but you put it into your long-term account, right? You buy shares and you hold them for a long period of time. And the $10 a paycheck is easy to do, right? I thought of it as if I go to Wendy's and I buy a meal, right, that's close to $10. Or if I buy two Happy Meals for, my, for each of my children and a small fry, that's $10. I just took that. Uh, don't say I took the uh, Wendy's money for my kids. Don't tell anybody. But I took the other ten dollars I would spend on me at like you know Wendy's or some other nonsense. I'd spend ten dollars on, and I put that into this account. Right? It's another way to use that money. And we all have ten dollars that we use every single you know week or month or day that we could repurpose to something more useful. In this case, it's repurposing it into this account that I can play with and also. You know, play with the potential for making some good money. Now, my predictions of moving into the beginning of April. So, obviously, the futures uh, really just stunk it up to finish out the month, right? March 31st is the end of the month, and futures plummeted overnight. Again, didn't expect that. Thought we'd hold up really well. Did not hold up really well. So, my prediction moving forward is I think we... Um, are still m trying to make it out of this uh, bear drop here. Um, we've been in a downtrend for a while. We broke through that downward trend line. We broke through pretty steadily on the daily chart, right? We not only broke through, we had some pressure uh, and we fought through that pressure, right? So we hit a fib uh, snag of this Fibonacci level here. And that is just, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think that's the work of uh, computers, right? Computers keeping into account that it's the end of a quarter. How did the market do at the end of the quarter? And also, it hit a Fibonacci level, which is a technical level. So when you see that, I, I'm not I'm not surprised that we saw um, such a big drop uh, leading into the end of the the end of the uh, leading into the end of the day. So that was super 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 interesting. Um, but my, I still think we're on our way out, to be honest with you. I still think that we made a push. We broke above it. Obviously, we'll go down and test that breakout. But if everything holds up, I don't see why we don't keep going for a little bit longer. There is going to be a big smash coming, right? We are going to drop very, very heavy uh, in the near future. Is it going to happen next week? 
I don't know. It's going to happen next month. I don't know. I think it is coming, but I don't think it's right now. I think a lot of the unknown things are now known. I think there's still a couple, but not enough that people are going to panic. We're waiting for something that where people panic and want to secure their own money. And when they start thinking about themselves, other people start thinking about themselves, and then everybody rushes to the exit. And I think that's where we get um, our smash. Right now, uh, it doesn't look great, <laughs> um, but I think we still are in that moment where even if we come down, we're testing a level and we should bounce back off it. If we don't bounce back off it and we give up that like 4,200 level, if we give up 4,200, I mean, there's nothing stopping us from going straight to 4,000. And if we break through the 4,000 or 400 as it is for SP 500, um, it could drop all the way down to 3,500, right? So there are some key levels to that we're going to approach. Um, but in my opinion, I don't think we're going to be going in that direction. I think we're going to get a small uh, bearish stint here, and then we're going to turn back up because there really isn't anything that is going to be surprising the market anytime soon. If we do get something surprising, that's where we worry. If we don't see anything surprising happen uh, on a technical basis, it would make sense for us to drop down here and bounce back off that 200-day moving average and try to move ourselves a little bit higher. So that's my prediction. Um, so, and, yeah, that's it. So thanks for coming by today. Quick episode. It's a Friday. Go enjoy your weekend. You know, Tune in Sunday, 6 p.m. when the futures open back up just to see where the market has gone. Don't pay attention to the news too much. Right, go and enjoy your weekend. I'll be back here on Monday. Tune in and we'll get you caught up with whatever need to be caught up with because I, I think we um, we have in a moment here in history where we can take some real advantage of what's about to happen. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the history. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the moment. We're going to keep our educational commentary going. And when the time comes, you'll get an episode from me. And that's when we will strike. So, uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm going to jump right to it. Just remember, right, on your journey to financial freedom, don't seek security. You won't get there with security. Seek adventure. Adventure.